0: Rio Rancho Radio ninety two point nine We are brought to you this morning by United Plumbing and Heating, TJ's Evergreen Herbal Market, and Pam Harris's P Quail Realty. It is time to find out what is going on in the City of Vision. That's Rio Rancho with our Mayor Greg Hull. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning, Derek, and good
1: morning, everybody out there. It's been a little bit chilly this past week. Oh man. A little bit of snow here and there. We had a nice storm come through on Thursday. I'm just thankful we didn't we didn't get a lot of snow. Yeah. On you know, we got some places
0: to, did, but we did.
1: Yes, we we dodged a bullet there. So in the teens at night, that's cold. Uh, it is cold. It is cold. I was looking at the forecast for the Chiefs game and the Dolphins. Oh yes, supposed to play in two degree weather oh. and uh, a wind chill of. 12 or 12 negative 14 to get
0: jackets with their numbers on them so you can tell oh, who they
1: are. <laughs> I don't even know uh, I'm so I'm glad we don't have that kind of cold but nonetheless it was a little chilly this past week and I hope everybody stayed warm and yeah so we got a lot going on we want to give an update on different things we're gonna have a guest today I'm gonna try to have more guests this year I know you and I have a good time talking about all the things that are going on in Rio Rancho but it'd be good to hear from a few other oh, people as well yeah. so we'll we'll try to have some guests on on. And today we're going to have Representative Joshua Hernandez on because we've got the legislative session that's going to start here on Tuesday. Yes. And of course, Rio Rancho is always concerned and watching out for what's going on there. And We develop our legislative priority list, which we've talked about on this show. What is it that we'd like to see come out of the legislature? What are some of the priorities that we have as a community that we'd like to see help with when it comes to funding our projects and making sure that we can continue to really operate as a city. And so we've got all that going on. And then we don't have time to get into it today, I don't think, but we've got candidates that have filed for the city council races. So we've got the names that are out there. I think those will be officially certified come Tuesday.
0: Unofficial. When I saw it, it looks like all the city councilors will have uh, contested races.
1: Correct. There's going to be a contested race in every district at this point in time, which was not a surprise. You hear chatter out there. You hear people talking about, I'm going to run for this or I'm going to do that. So it's not a surprise. So
0: you'll give us a list of who to vote for, right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) I ask
0: him this every time and he never will do
1: it. I know. I know. But that being said, on this particular ballot, we want to remind everybody, even if you don't have a city councilor running in your district, which that would be the case for districts two, districts three, and districts five, two, three, and five, you do not have a councilor running in your district. And so with that, you do have stuff that's still on. On the ballot, Because there are three bond questions on the ballot, one for the roads, which we're going to talk a little bit of roads today, one for public safety, and one for quality of life. And we've discussed those bonds a little bit in the past, but we will be giving more information as we go forward to make sure people go out and make an informed decision on how to vote for those bonds.
0: Yes, you have promised to get us information as we get closer of how much my property taxes might go down if these didn't pass. Correct. They don't go up. If they pass now because they're already there. Right.
1: And we want you to have that information handy is go, okay, am I going to save 50, 60 bucks a year if these things fail? And so we'll get you those numbers. We've got all that data. I just don't have it with me here, and that's one of the things, weirdly, I don't have committed to memory right now. So, <laughs> well, we
0: do have time before we start to vote. Right, right. The polling locations won't be open for another few weeks anyway. Right. So, And being Rio Rancho, I assume I will have to show ID to vote.
1: Absolutely. In our local elections here in Rio Rancho, you do have to bring voter ID and prove that you are a registered voter of the city of Rio Rancho in order to vote in a local municipal election.
0: Can it be a driver's license or just a utility bill? What do you have? To- uh, there's a whole list okay. of
1: IDs, and if you don't have one, you can get one from the clerk's office. That's used just for voting. So, oh, yeah. Okay. So there's a whole list of things. If you go out to rrnm.gov, type in the search bar "local election," all the information will come up, and there's a dozen different IDs that are going to be acceptable, driver's license, utility bills, in some cases, school ID, just a regular ID for that matter. You might have a military ID. That would be acceptable. Any of those things that have your name, address, and potentially a photo on there?
0: Just to clarify, people voted for voter ID in Rio Rancho. It's not to keep people from voting. It sounds like you're doing everything you can to make it easy for somebody to show an absolutely. ID. We just want to know that you are allowed to vote well, in the
1: Rio Rancho election. It is very important that we have people that actually live here, especially on these bond issues, because these bond issues affect your property taxes. Of course, And so
0: being, well, people overwhelmingly voted for voter
1: ID. Oh, absolutely. And so there's a lot of benefit to protect the integrity of the local elections. Absolutely. So that's coming up. We'll talk more about that in a future show so we've got a few things to talk about and then as i mentioned a few minutes ago we've got a special guest representative joshua hernandez is going to join us and talk about the upcoming legislative session and josh has just walked into the room we're covering a few things before we get to you but welcome uh, representative
2: thanks for having me i'm glad to be here talk about the session
1: starts on tuesday just a couple of are days you, from now are you ready to go
2: Uh, I would love to say yes, but bills bills are ready, bills are filed. Bring it on.
1: There you go. There you go. Good deal. Well, we want to cover a few things before we jump on with Josh. So we'll move back to some of the stuff that's happening right here in the city of Rio Rancho. So good stuff.
0: And I noticed driving back and forth home and back to the studio, big electronic signs at Northern and 528 that say tomorrow (coughs) something's going to happen.
1: Yes. So Northern Boulevard, the construction project is beginning. So that's going to be from 528 all the way up to Rockaway. And if you drive along there, you really see some of the what we call alligator cracking that's happening. The base course underneath the road is starting to fail. And so now is the time to get that replaced. And that's one of the big bond projects that was identified in the last round of geobond funding which as we come up on this particular round that's coming up on the election that we just talked about it's going to be important to keep that bond cycle moving forward so that we can do projects but in that same area we also have quantum vortex and laser they're all kicking off so that whole area is going to be under a bit of turmoil but let's pull the band aid off and get the roads fixed right And, and that's that's what we need to do there
0: All right. Let's talk about your city audit. Yeah. So
1: Thursday night, the city council met, and one of the items on the agenda was approving or a resolution accepting the results of our annual audit. Now, this is one of those things that you'll hear candidates get out and talk about, and you'll hear people say, well, we ought to do this and we ought to do that. And one of the things that you always hear people say is the city should be audited. Okay, well, there is a state law that says municipalities, counties, government organizations must complete an audit.
0: So you don't have a choice. No, we don't. We do not have
1: a choice. And this is an annual event. So anybody that gets misled by the idea that there's not an audit, this should correct that misinformation. But the city goes through an annual audit every year, and it's about a six-month process. And what it does is it takes all of the data, all the information from the previous year after we close out the budget, typically right around July 1, when the fiscal year starts, Okay, and on June 30th when the fiscal year ends, we now look... At the previous fiscal year to make sure that everything we said in the budget to see how all this stuff lines up with that. So I am very, very happy to report and anybody that promises you they're going to do better. I can do better. I can do better. Well, Perfection is hard to
0: beat. You can't do any better. (laughs) Right.
1: So we, for the third time in 10 years, I'm very happy to report that we've had our third no findings audit. And anybody that works in government and anybody that works in an area where you are required to submit audits, understanding that a no finding audit for an institution or an organization as large as the city of Rio Rancho with tens of thousands of transactions annually is a very significant accomplishment. And so I want to just point out that we have an amazing team and staff at the city of Rio Rancho, the city manager, the finance director, all the department directors. They all have to live within their budget. They all have to live within their means. And the budget document is probably the biggest thing. Well, it is the biggest thing that we approve annually as a policy-making board. in that document Document becomes a policy document going forward that guides us and directs us through the year on how money should be allocated and spent and how those projects come forward. And it's through that budget document also that we work with the state legislature to come up with capital outlay priority questions and things like that. So, all of those budgetary items, whether it's just day to day operations, which is, you know, Paying the police officers, paying the firefighters, paying the parks and recs individuals, paying the library folks. All of those things come into play when it comes to the annual budget. And where do we spend the money on it? What road are we going to fix? And are we going to buy more police cars? Are we going to buy more fire trucks? What are we going to do with the money? And making sure that there is an absolute transparent process that the citizens of Rio Rancho can look at. And that's my number one job is oversighting when we get that budget and then the city council. That's our number one job. Get that budget approved. Make sure that it's all on the up and up and transparent. But then even we get cross-checked.
0: It's interesting, though. Some cities I've seen, they come back clean. But somebody might have put something in the wrong category. You're saying that didn't even happen.
1: Correct. And that's happened to us. I pointed that out at the city council meeting. I said, last year, we did have, I think, two findings, and that was where uh, there was a transaction that was supposed to go into 2022, but it got carried over to 2023, and it was not a 2023 expense. And so our accounting team had to go back and correct that. So once we made the corrections and put it back in the right column and put it back in the right. Year, then that was fine. And that just shows you, though, the level of detail, Derek, that these audit agencies go into to find the things that could be potentially wrong. I remember years ago, there was a finding that we had not returned deposits in a timely fashion, like they had gone out a few days late. And I think you and I talked about this many years ago and it was, uh, you're like, oh, okay, you're even auditing down to the date that were the time that we returned deposits, security deposits. Yes. Okay. All right. That's great. I mean, that's some deep detail, right? Oh,
0: yeah. No wonder it takes so long.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they don't look at every transaction, but what they do is they pull random transactions to take what they call a sample. So they sample these transactions and looking for just random, random anomalies that that will occur. And then if they find a random anomaly, then they dig deeper into that particular realm. So it's a sampling of transactions that are, honestly, you don't know where they're going to look. You don't know what they're going to come up with. And we have uh, what's known as an audit entrance interview, and that's where they come and they interview a lot of the department directors. They interview me. They interview the city manager. And they'll ask me, do you have any areas of concern? Do you think there's problems? And I'll be able to say, hey, I think you should look here or look here or look here. And that gives me the opportunity to kind of say question things that I might have had questions about. And they'll go look at that. And uh, So it's a good cross-check with all of the transactions that happen. And then, Derek, after they get that done and then they submit the audit, and then we send it up to the state auditor's office, which the state has an auditor, and the state auditor's office has to review the audit findings and sign off on it and certify that it's an accepted audit. And I'm very proud of the fact that we've never been laid on an audit in the 10 years that it, I've been in office. We've had the 10 cleanest audits in the city's history, and now we've got three no findings. Audits where they didn't find a single inaccurate transaction. So that's a, that's a very impressive and I'm very proud of that. And I want to say thank you to our city councilors. All of the councilors contribute to oversighting this document and making sure that these policies are there. So the city councilors that are in place right now and have oversighted this particular audit period are doing a great job and they're making sure that from this, from the citizen standpoint, we're holding local government accountable and making sure that it's being done in a transparent and really accountable method.
0: As I understand it, if we didn't have a clean audit, it could affect our ability to get state funding for projects.
1: Absolutely. That plays a big role in state funding. And not only if you don't have a clean audit, you can have your fiscal agency taken away, meaning the state will take over your budget oh, and then wow. you will have to work through the state on your local budget. And then the state becomes your fiscal agency. Mm-hmm. And that is something you really don't no. want to happen. <laughs> I mean, and it's hard to break that back off once it happens. So you want to be very, very careful. But it's because of our fiscal accountability and our fiscal responsibility and And really the careful management and oversight from the city council and and department staff and our finance department that we've got this clean audit and outside agencies look in on this as well. Agencies like Moody. And these are reasons why they upgrade our bond rating and say we're a more quote unquote credible city, right? And we're able to sell our bonds at a much higher preferred rate, putting more money into local services as opposed to the investor's pockets. So every dollar I can get to put you fixing a road,
0: Derek, you know. Efficient (laughs) financing, yes. (laughs) Exactly,
1: exactly. Well, that's kind of the quick update. Thanks for bringing up the audit findings because that is very important. It's important for our citizens to know that we are being very transparent about the way the government is being run, the oversight is good, the accountability is fantastic, and our city's doing a phenomenal job. So just like to point that out. And, and most sure people, people
0: don't know, and it won't matter to them as long as the lights come on at night and the water comes out of the <laughs> tap. <town. laughs> Correct.
1: Correct. Exactly.
0: But it's good that you are doing these things in the background so we don't have to worry about exactly.
1: it. Exactly. Well, I want to point this out because we do have elections coming up, and you're going to have some candidates that are probably going to scream transparency because that's a buzzword or they're going to scream accountability because that's a buzzword and they're going to go out and say some stuff because it sounds whatever right but the reality is is that we have the documentation to prove that the city's being run in a really efficient manner right now and so we want to make sure that when we're making a decision for who's leading the city, make sure we're really, really, really understanding what the current leadership has done and then make your decision from that. I mean, there are circumstances where I think you need to change leadership when it's really gone bad and you're getting horrible results. But when you're getting perfect audits and your bond ratings getting increased and things are being fixed throughout the city and you've got good working relationships with the surrounding surrounding entities around you, you've got all that going for you, that means the city's on the right path and on the right direction.
0: So it's the old paw kettle theory. Remember those old ma paw (laughs) kettle movies?
1: Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't Don't fix fix it. it. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I've spent a little time talking about what's going on in the city, but we do have a special guest here. We don't want to keep him waiting too much longer. And once again, welcome to the show, Representative Joshua Hernandez. Tell us a little bit about your district and what you're thinking we're going to see in the session this go around. A lot of money out there. There, Josh, so maybe we should talk about the money. <laughs> Your
2: favorite, favorite subject. My
1: favorite subject.
2: <laughs> so I represent District 60 here in Rio Rancho. It covers Cabazon and everything west of Unser from the Sandoval County line to Pine. Let's see. The session that's coming up, yes, you are not wrong. There is a lot of money floating around. The budget's going to be increased yet again. We have an extra over $3 billion um, that we need to figure out what to do with. Lots of proposals for that. Infrastructure is going to be a huge thing. Sounds like the funding for that is going to get increased quite a bit. So yeah, there is a cash grab. The reality part of that is we need to save some for the future because we're not always going to be in up years and we need to not have 2016 where we had to rate every fund we've ever created to make us whole again. So It's also a lot of planning for the future.
1: The difference between 2016 and where we are today is the price of a barrel of oil plummeted. So that really drove revenues down for the state of New Mexico. But right now we're in an oil boom. And so, really, a lot of the funding and the financing that we're seeing and all the cash that's coming through is is a product of the oil and gas industry in New Mexico. Yeah. And I think we've heard some cautionary warnings, we'll call them, of becoming too highly dependent on those revenues. And so, talk a little bit about that. I mean, here we've got this boon of money and this uh, level of cash but that's not always guaranteed to be
2: there. Right. Absolutely. If you look at recent history of our budget, we definitely have years based on oil and gas because our state is so, you know, the state budget and state revenue is so highly dependent on oil and gas revenues that we definitely have up years and down and, and then very dramatic down years. I've heard several different things, but it sounds like by 2030, we will be in that down years again. So we need to plan for that. So putting that money towards programs and recurring costs and stuff now will just hurt us in the long run. So one-time projects now that can progress our state would be huge, and saving a good chunk of that for those off years would be very smart, in my opinion.
1: Well, we saw the same thing in Rio Rancho years ago. Remember in 2008 when the housing market just collapsed and really the city was heavily budgeted in construction GRT and impact fees and really was operating on bare minimum reserves, but had run up their reoccurring costs. And so that being said, when the revenues just dried up, the well dried up at that time, as we would call it. So that was our well. The city was not well positioned to handle the loss of revenue when it came to paying police officers, paying firefighters, paying our public works individuals, paying all the people that operate the city. And so Rio Rancho has learned from the very get-go to try to be austere. Well, I wish we had learned from the get-go because we had to learn a hard lesson in 2008. But I will tell you that we have worked hard in the city of Rio Rancho to learn from that mistake. And so in my administration, we worked hard to get the permanent fund started, which is is preparing for the future like you have.
2: It was a great move.
1: Talk about the permanent funds that the state has, and are we putting any more money in there? Or I know there's a lot of money in the state permanent fund, a ton of money. It's there's a lot of money, billions so and billions of dollars. Are we still looking forward and thinking, okay, well, even though we have billions of dollars in the permanent fund, I mean, let's say how I don't know how many billions, but let's say it was ten billion. Well, that's this year's budget,
2: right? Right, but you know, the permanent fund does go for a lot of different projects, and it, it was set up as a rainy day fund initially. And so last year we had about three and a half billion extra dollars. We're right on track with that. Now we stashed away for that rainy day, about half of that extra money for those rainy days. And so I'm hoping that we do the same this year. I mean, there is a lot of money in it, but there is also a lot of projects that are dependent on that. And initially it was set up for future education funding so that we always had money for education, no matter what happened with the rest of the budget around the state. So it's grown a little bit from there. We do early childhood education out of it now and a few other projects, but it's all education based, which as we know, we are low on the rankings of that, but we always have the money for it, which is a good thing. It would only get worse if we didn't have the funding for it. So, I'm hopeful that we will stash a good amount of this money away knowing that some darker days are coming near.
1: Right. Well, the thing about a good up year is, as you mentioned, is you know, doing capital projects that don't have reoccurring costs. And I think that personally, that's a great way to go is you've got these capital projects. Let's say you need to rebuild a bridge, you need to rebuild a road, you need to upgrade infrastructure to make sure that we have sustainable infrastructure going forward into the future. That's something that we've really focused on here in Rio Rancho is controlling those reoccurring costs by controlling the growth of government, but in taking the extra cash that we've had and putting it into road projects. And as you saw in the latest newsletter, there was a really nice percentage of money that came into road projects from the general fund. And that's uh, we did not have that money in 2014 to put that kind of general fund money to road projects. But now we're committing those large chunks of funding to the road projects because we know that, well, once you pave a road, that's pretty much it. There's a little bit of future maintenance down the road, if you will. But in this particular case, it's a one-time expenditure. I don't have 50 employees hired to right. watch that road. So you, you spend that money there, and it doesn't drive up that reoccurring budget. So I know Absolutely. that that's something that you've been focused on from a state initiative. Now, you don't get to make the final say by any right. means. You've got all, the, all your legend that you have to work with together with House and Senate. But I think now is the time to strike when it comes to some of the infrastructure needs that are happening around the state of New Mexico.
2: Absolutely. And there was a really good op-ed put out by the um, House Transportation Chair, Day-Hawkman Vigil, that had photos in the journal of some of the crumbling infrastructure that we have right here in the metro area. And we have all of this money that really should be put into infrastructure. Like our city doesn't work in any real way without good infrastructure right there it you know people need to get to work and school and we have stuff being shipped out and into the city and it at some point which we are not quite there yet thank god but it becomes a safety issue right for for everyone driving or using the transportation or infrastructure that we're using and so it just goes to show that we like most other states in the U.S. need to really put a focus on building and repairing infrastructure.
1: Absolutely. No, I'll tell you, as the mayor of Rio Rancho and the chairman of the New Mexico Mayor's Caucus, and of course, vice president of the municipal league, that's what we talk about constantly is infrastructure, infrastructure. I know the towns from around the state, from big to small, are always looking to fund a project. Yeah. <laughs> so There's I can imagine, something. I can imagine the list of projects you guys get on a year to year basis. I mean,
2: we hosted our yearly forum where we asked the community to come out and tell us what their priorities for capital outlay are. And, you know, between the legislators that were there, there were three representatives and one Senator. We will likely get about $10 million this year in capital outlay funding between the four of us. And there was about $85 million in, in total asks. So Capital outlay is not something we take lightly, and it is definitely a big lift during the session to figure out what is most needed now. And uh, a thing that we pride ourselves on is that we don't half fund or partially fund projects. If we're going to fund a project, we're going to fund that whole project because we want that money to be spent in the next year, 18 months, as long as it takes to get that project done, instead of – having to you know continually give to it, and then you have to reauthorize it. And it's just money that could be used on something else, hanging out in a savings account somewhere, waiting for the full project to be right. funded.
1: Yeah. And I think that's, uh, I get that question a lot in Rancho: is, why did you just do this section? Why did you just do this section of a road? And sometimes we do have to phase out the project so that we can take the capital outlay dollars that you give us and put those to immediate use. And sometimes phasing a project, project is a great way to get those funds expended and get them spent. And then we can come back and do the next phase later on. But I point that out because I get a lot of people that ask me, well, why don't you ask the state for money? And uh, like, uh, or why don't you ask the feds for money? And if you look at the tax report we put out is we do ask the state for money and we do get state money and we do um, uh, the big chunk of money as far as roads that we get from state programs, primarily will roll through the cog or the DOT, you know, DOT will get out there and we see a lot of that money come from the state into DOT and then they address those road projects and those infrastructure yeah. projects. So it's important that people understand that there are different agencies out there that are asking for these monies.
2: Right. And the COG or New Mexico DOT, when I talk about $3 billion being in a, in an infrastructure package through the legislature, that's where that money goes is, is that money. We decide kind of where it's going. And then the COGS, there's several in the state and New Mexico DOT and the Water Authority and everything else are the ones who actually determine which projects get to be picked up. And there's a dozen or more determining factors on which of those get done. And um, one thing I want to say on one of your previous comments is you and I were talking the other day. You and I both would love to be able to fix everything in this state or in the, in the city, you know, all the road, all the water, all the everything infrastructure related that we have. It's something that you and I have in common is our kind of love for infrastructure. But you and I figured out that it would take about a billion and a half dollars to fix everything that we have in in Rio Rancho. And the that's reality just the roads. is, right, that's, that's, just okay, the roads. So that's just the roads. <laughs> I was mistaken. And as much as I wish I had all of that money to give you, I mean, that will be. All of the capital outlay that my district gets for probably my entire lifetime would not be half of that. Right. And it's just the reality of we have to prioritize what's in the worst shape and what has the most need and you know, a whole bunch of other things that I don't get to take part in, which I'm very happy about. Yes. And gets put on you. But I'm doing my part to bring you guys the most amount of money that I can for as many of the projects as we can to help the citizens of our city.
1: Well, I think it's important for people to understand how the capital outlay process works and what the priorities are. So first, and I've discussed it on this show, we passed a capital outlay priority resolution a few months ago, and we talked about that right here on this show, and we'll be talking about it through the session as people are going to wonder what projects did we get funded and did we get this and did we get that, but I do appreciate that you all do the capital outlay forum and the legislative priority forum where everybody can kind of come and say, hey, this is what I'd like to see here. This is how I'd like to do this. This is how I'd like to do that. But it's important for everybody to know out there is with your limited resources and the limited capital outlay that is put out there, the fact of the matter is there's a lot of people that are coming with needs and they're presenting those needs. And you have to look at those from a priority based, really a budgeting standpoint is can you fit the project in within the scope of the amount of money that you were allocated? And is it a complete project? Are you going to be able to actually deploy the dollars or are you just going to sit on it? And so I think that it's important for people to understand that when it comes to these capital outlay dollars, that there are a lot of people that come with a lot of good causes. I don't want to ever diminish any of the good causes that are presented to you guys, but I can't imagine the undaunting position you're in to go okay i'd really like to fund that okay i'd really like to fund that but i'm gonna hurt somebody's feelings
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's definitely part of it and you know this year and the past couple of years um you know paseo double con is something that, that is a project that i would love to see get done but just to go from answer to rainbow right now two years ago it was eight million dollars then last year it was 10.5 now the same stretch of road is 17 right. and a half million dollars and all of us Sandoval County legislators put together could not provide 17 and a half million dollars at one time. Right. So we have to figure out other ways to do that. And, you know, I've been working with transportation and budget and everybody else to try to figure out how to get some of these transportation dollars into Rio Rancho for some of the bigger projects that we have, whether it's PDV or fixing some parts of Unser or down the line, Southern Boulevard, there's always big projects going on. We just have to get creative and figure out how how to get the money. here.
1: We well, we try to be creative in stretching the dollars as far as we can get them, but I did want to get you on the show and talk to you. I'm going to try to get some other legislators on the show as well so that people can hear what's going on in the city of Rio Rancho. I know you're about to go into session on Tuesday. You'll probably see me bouncing around the Capitol up there as these bills start to hit the floor. And and expect nothing less. <laughs> well, while the city does have a lobbyist, I'm still the number one lobbyist for the city. So.
2: Very accurate statement from the mayor there. <laughs>
1: So I'm always chasing the dollars of going from place to place with my hand out. So.
2: And I look forward to you coming up and uh, helping me pass some of these economic development bills that we're pushing this year that'll be good for the city and good for the state. So you're a good cheerleader for that. Absolutely. Um, and you have first hand knowledge. So anytime you come up and we get to talk about that, it, it's always a game changer.
1: Absolutely. All right. Well, Derek, I know we're probably running a little short on time here, and uh, as always, we appreciate everybody tuning in, sharing their Sunday morning with us right here on KDSK. And uh, I do want to remind you that if you didn't get a chance to listen to this whole show, that we will be uploading this show to the City of Rio Rancho Mayor Hull podcast. And so please go out to Spotify. It's a free listen, but if you put it in your search engine, just type in Greg Hull Mayor of Rio Rancho podcast. That uh, Spotify link's going to come up. And if you like what you hear and you want to make sure other people are getting the same information, I would ask you to please share it out on your social media pages so that we can get all this information out to as many citizens of Rio Rancho as possible. But Derek, once again, appreciate all that you do. Once again, I want to say thank you to all of our sponsors for helping keep this show on the air. And with that, I will wish everybody a happy Sunday. Go out there, make it a great day, and God God bless.